My name is Nicholas Haskins, and over the past 40 years, I have fallen in love with creating in my kitchen. I believe in scratch cooking, fresh ingredients, and positive energy. Join me on this culinary journey as we discuss the weekend food, and I break down a recipe step-by-step for you to make it home. Welcome to Nikolai's Kitchen. Good morning. Hi, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Nikolai's Kitchen, which I have to kick off by apologizing for its lateness. Unfortunately, with everything that's going on in the world, I have found myself just overwhelmed. And unfortunately, that meant that the random recipe episode, which was supposed to be this episode, is going to be delayed until episode 12 because I want to make sure I get a chance for people to get ingredients in. Plus, I need to do some research and actually construct a recipe. So this week we are going to be talking about homemade bread. If this is your first time here, welcome. I am Nick and this is my culinary journey of positivity and scratch made food. Every single week I try to break down a featured recipe and I give you guys some good positive thoughts as well as talk about the other things that are going on in my food life. I want to thank everybody out there for tuning in and if you have not yet and you do enjoy the show, The thing that can help me out more than anything else, please head over to Apple Podcasts. Please leave me a five-star rating and review. It would absolutely help me out immeasurably. Before we go any further, I also want to remind you guys that the live stream for The Cure, the fifth annual live stream for The Cure, will take place Wednesday, May 19th through Sunday, May 23rd. So make sure you mark those calendars. We're going to be trying to raise $15,000 for the Cancer Research Institute. The event will take place over 50 hours over that five-day period and will feature podcasters and content creators from around the world, all of us coming together for a common cause to raise money for cancer research for a future immune to cancer. So you can learn more by going to livestreamforthecure.com. That'll take you to the Facebook page. You can also head to nikolaiskitchen.com where you can find all the different relevant links for Livestream for the Cure. It'll take you to the fundraising page at the Cancer Research Institute as well as all of the social media for it. I know a lot of people out there probably feel really, really overwhelmed. I know a lot of people out there are probably feeling really uncertain or you know, there's a lot of different things going through your head and I'm right there with you. You know, I, this is a, this is just as, as scary and, and, and confusing a time as I can ever remember being alive. And, you know, it's, it's just, I'm there with you. And, you know, if we all work together and if we all help each other and we all focus on goodness and positivity and positive energy and just loving each other, respecting each other, even when we disagree with each other then I think that we can get to a better life and a better future and a better society. But like I said, I know it's really, really scary. And if you're uncertain, if you're unsure, if you're worried about the world at large or whatever's going on around you, just I'm there with you. Hang in there, stay strong, believe in yourself and believe in the power of love and the power of respect and just being good to one another. That's what we all need, I think, more than anything else in the world right now is to just be good to one another. 
negativity doesn't serve anyone. It doesn't serve any good purpose except for to feed into itself and to foment a further sense of negativity. That's the only point and purpose that it ever has. Just drop it. Just drop the negativity. And let's get into something positive for the week. Those of you who are familiar with my podcasting journey know that I used to host a film show called The Epic Film Guys with Justin and Loisos. And I love those guys. Please go check out the show if you haven't. They're going to be doing a series on Brian De Palma. But, uh, you know, one thing I used to do over there that I still really love to do that I honestly miss doing, especially with all this COVID and everything around us, is movies. Going to the movies specifically and reviewing movies. I had the chance a few weeks ago with my girlfriend Rebecca to check out the latest from Disney Pixar in Soul. So it's an animated movie, stars Jamie Foxx, Tina Fey, Graham Norton, Rachel House, among others. And it's basically the story of Joe, who is a jazz musician who ends up, you know, dead for lack of a better term. And he is trying to kind of find a way to get back to life, to get back to his life. And he has to go on this journey with this other soul, you know, played by Tina Fey, uh, in order to get there. And uh, there will be some spoilers for the movie. So if you haven't seen it and you don't want to be spoiled, because I have to talk about it in order to talk about the positivity for the week, because this film really, really spoke to me. Now, it's probably not my favorite Pixar film or anything of that nature, but it really, really spoke to me because ultimately the core message of the film is to enjoy life, to celebrate the little things in life, to celebrate all of the things around us, all the mundanities, the everyday things that we take for granted so, so much. Because so much of the movie is about experiencing all of those things for the first time through Tina Fey's character's eyes. Like as she's experiencing like the mundane things like eating a slice of pizza or whatever, like all of those kind of little things. And there's all these different things jam packed into the movie about maybe your journey in life didn't necessarily take you where you thought it would. Maybe, you know, your life didn't necessarily end up where you expected it to but that we need to look at life and we need to have so much gratitude for all of those good and amazing things and celebrate, lift up all of those amazing, beautiful little things in our lives. This is something that I have really tried to do, especially over the past year and a half or so. I have really, really tried to focus on being positive and really tried to focus on just enjoying the everyday enjoying every single little bit. I've talked about it on this show before. I've talked about it in my past as well, but you only get one shot. You only get one chance. You only get one life. So you have to go out there every single day and you have to just wash away the negativity. Sometimes we're going to have bad days. Sometimes we're going to be challenged. Sometimes we're going to be faced with dark times. Sometimes we're going to be faced with difficult things. And what I'm asking you to do and what I try to do myself is just radiate positivity. Go out there and shine bright. Go out there and shine bright and put it out there for the whole world to see because you never know who might need that boost that day. You never know who is struggling, who is faced with some darkness or faced with you know, some personal demon 
that they're having a really tough time fighting against. And it could be your words that ends up lifting them up out of that. It could end up being your words that saves them. I'm blessed to have amazing people like that in my life. People like Heather from Sunshine and Power Cuts who absolutely helped to save my life. You only get one chance in this life. You only get one shot. And especially in times where things are uncertain and we're on lockdown and there's all this tension and there's all this difficulty that surrounds us, all the difficult things that we have to deal with every single day, all the stresses of our jobs, of family, of everything else. Just, I've talked about it before. Breathe. Let it go. Breathe and let it go and let go of the obsessions. Let go of the angst and the concern. Believe in yourself. Celebrate the little things that surround you every single day. One of my favorite things to do, and you know, it's something that I kind of adopted from Robert Irvine watching Restaurant Impossible for years, is you know, he will make a dish and then he will taste it and it will just hit him and he will just smack his hands and just start dancing around and everything like that. That's the kind of celebration. He's probably cooked those kinds of dishes a million times, but he still celebrates when he does it because he's so blown away by the amazing flavors, the combinations and the complexities and the simplicities all within that dish. And whenever I cook, I really, really try to adopt that. When I hit something, I just am like, ooh, and I just dance around and I just love it. I've thrown spoons in the sink, like really emphatically, like, oh, oh, just throw that spoon right down and just celebrate because it's so, so good. Celebrate all those little things in life. Yeah, maybe you have made a soup or maybe you have made a steak or maybe you have made whatever a million times. Taste it like you're tasting it for the first time every time. Go outside and breathe the fresh air. I mean, it's winter where I am right now, but wherever you are, whenever you are listening to this, you know, go outside, smell the fresh air. If it's sunny out, just kind of close your eyes and just let the sun hit you and just bask in that warmth, that radiance, that beauty. If it's chilly outside, just feel the briskness of the breeze against your face. Let life take you. Let it hold you. Just celebrate it and enjoy it for what it is. Soul's not perfect. It's definitely not a perfect movie. I particularly wish it had ended a little bit differently. But its theme, which it does deliver, you know, pretty straightforward because it's trying to aim it at a younger audience. Its theme is to celebrate life. To celebrate and enjoy the little things. Never, never lose sight of that. I know we all have stresses about worrying about paying our rent or our mortgage, paying the car payments, working our job every single day or whatever your work schedule is, whatever the case may be, it fit in there. Don't worry about it. (laughs) Take the time to just breathe and let go and just enjoy all of the little things, all of the beautiful things that surround us in the world. Never let that go. 
as we move over into this week in food. I didn't cook a lot this past week. I actually came to this realization over the weekend when I was with Rebecca and we were just talking about like the things we were doing over the course of the week. I didn't cook a lot. I had a lot of uh, cereal for dinner kind of nights and a lot of leftovers. You know, I whipped together a French onion soup last week that I'd still had a whole bunch of leftovers to. I bought some uh, sweet apple chicken sausage, breakfast sausage that I pan seared and I, I needed honestly. <laughs> this is my struggle with containers and jars and things that I need to do, but I needed to, uh, a free jar to make, I think it was the Nwaksham. I needed a free jar for it and I needed to free that up. So I made rice and I just made it with some of the turkey stock that I got from my carcass that I reduced from Thanksgiving. And the Nwaksham, it turned out, you know, as I talked about last week was a total disaster. <laughs> but, you know, I still had some of the rice left over that I made with that turkey stock. So I bought that sweet sausage and I chucked it in with that and with a couple of other things and just, you know, had a nice thing with a little bit of, uh, of the wing sauce that I made last week. It was really, really good. But there's nothing wrong with just having a week like that, you know. And sometimes I will get onto myself. Sometimes I'll kind of get into my thing where I'm just like, oh, you know what? I really, I got to cook something. I got to do this. I got to do that. And there are times when I'll try to dress stuff up. Like when I went to Rebecca's on Friday, she and I had both had a week. Both had had a week. So we didn't want to do anything super complicated for dinner. So she had some chicken that she had breaded and just, you know, seared and then you know finished off in the oven she had some of that leftover she had some wraps tomatoes you know different ingredients so it's like all right let's throw together some wraps but of course i decided to complicate things by making an aioli fortunately however aioli's come together pretty pretty quickly next week on the show mustards and aiolis i'm going to talk about my whole journey with them because until i started doing this show i had never made a homemade aioli or a homemade mustard and i actually just made another batch of both of them today I do have a tendency every once in a while to want to complicate things in the kitchen. But like I said, it was still fairly simplistic. But that really is the majority of my cooking work this week. I didn't really cook a whole lot and it's okay. It's okay. And it's tough for me sometimes to just kind of get that into my head. Like Nick, you don't always have to make like this huge course meal. I kind of drift through the same different things food wise a lot except for when i'm doing different things for this show i will have potatoes chucked into my air fryer i'll have drumsticks chucked into my air fryer both of which i have in the fridge right now that i'm probably going to make sometime later today and that's okay that's okay and i always have these kind of weeks where i just don't feel like being in the kitchen or i'm really really busy or consumed with something else if you want to, head over to my YouTube channel. The link is down in the show notes. Head over to my YouTube channel. I just started a new video series on 7 Days to Die, which is a survival horror video game, which I absolutely, absolutely love. And it's all about me just crafting and building things and also, you know, beating up zombies and stuff. <laughs> the content of the game is a little bit not safe for work if you have kitties, but uh, my language, I, you know, is clean for the commentary. So keep that in mind if you do decide to check that out. We're going to go ahead into a break, ladies and gentlemen. When we come back, I want to talk to you guys about bread. Now, I know what you're thinking. Nick, you talk about bread all the time. Yeah, I do. Because I actually really, really got into making bread middle of last year. And I finally did it. I have finally, finally nailed it. And I wanted to actually make the same recipe numerous times 
So I want to talk about homemade bread and kind of the things that I've learned about it in my journey with it right after this. Homemade bread has been such a journey for me. It was only a few weeks ago on this show where I talked about kneading bread for like 25 minutes and basically it turned into crackers. <laughs> I still don't understand what I was doing or what I was thinking when I did that. I have tried a bunch of different recipes and you know as always happens with recipes especially for simple kind of foods like this i'll talk about this more when i do aiolis and stuff next week but you kind of take what works from it and you take what you think about it and then you riff on it this way you riff on it that way you add this you add that and i finally 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 landed on the perfect at least for me and yours might be different yours might vary from this and that's okay but this is perfect homemade bread. And I started like, I don't, I don't know what it was. And I mean, a lot of people, believe it or not, I know that this is actually a thing because like a lot of people like decided to try to take up canning and, and bread making and all these different like, you know, homemade skills in the wake of the pandemic because they were just home more often and wanted to try to do different things. I was just driven to discover. I was just driven. I want a homemade bread that I can make that's easy. It's going to require a little bit of elbow grease. You're going to have to get in there and work it. Stand mixer, I would imagine you'd probably just shave a minute or two off the whole kneading time. But I just wanted something that I could make frequently, that I could make all the time. When I started early in my bread making, I bought you know two nice Pyrex loaf pans, and I love using them. They're absolutely amazing. And I've used them and I've done different things with them. Like the one sandwich bread I came up with, the, you know, it used like whole milk and it used egg yolks and it used butter. Like it had a lot of different kind of fats and stuff in it. And as a bread, just as a straight up sandwich bread, nah, not really. No, it, it doesn't have a texture that I'm very fond of. And it's not quite there in terms of the flavor. But... You grill a piece of it. You toast a piece of it. Like you make grilled cheese out of it. Like whenever I actually like want to make homemade tomato soup and do grilled cheese with it, I will make that version of it because all that fat in there, oh, when you butter that and you toast it, oh, 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 man. But just straight up, I want some bread. I just want to have some bread. This is my recipe. Four and a half cups of bread flour. Now, bread flour is something that I knew about. I always knew it existed, and I know it has more gluten in it, 
And, you know, it kind of ends up giving bread a little bit more chew, a little bit more density than all-purpose flour does. And I never, ever used it before, but I'm serious when I say this. Bread flour was the key to the bread kingdom. Bread flour is what got me through the door. Bread flour is where it's at. Get bread flour. If you want to try to make bread, if you're going to follow this recipe, if you're going to try it out for yourself, you can do it with all purpose. And I've made a lot of different breads with all purpose. I've made this exact recipe with all AP flour. And I just don't like it as much because you get that extra gluten in there. The bread has such a better texture. It has so much better chew. Four and a half cups of bread flour, one cup of all-purpose flour. So I do still put some AP in here. I really do want to try to do some variations on this with some whole wheat flour and then other kinds of things as well. A half a cup of whole milk. I do still want some milk fat in there. One and three quarter cups of water. Three teaspoons of yeast. Two tablespoons of sugar. One and a half teaspoons of salt. And two tablespoons of olive oil. You're going to get a medium-sized mixing bowl or a decent-sized measuring cup that can hold two and a quarter cups of liquid. Put your milk and your water in there, and then you're going to add the sugar. You're going to warm it, microwave or stove, whatever, until it's around 110 degrees or so because you're going to be doing your yeast in this, and you can't have it too hot. So it should basically be lukewarm to the touch, so it's just above your skin temperature. You don't want it to be too hot because you're going to kill the yeast if you have it like boiling or anything, okay? So you don't want it to be hot to the touch or something you can't even immerse your finger into. You should definitely be able to still immerse your finger in it just fine. It should just be warm to the touch. Add your yeast, stir this in, let it sit for roughly five minutes or so so the yeast can proof. Now you're going to see this, it's going to foam up and billow up as that yeast gets in there, eats that sugar and starts to multiply. While your yeast is proofing, get a large, large mixing bowl. You're going to add your flours and your salt and then whisk them together just until they're combined. You don't need to go, you know, crazy with it. Once your yeast is ready, you're going to add in your olive oil and your yeast mixture. Now, don't add all of the yeast mixture because this can kind of be a little bit tricky when you're doing this. You want to make sure that your dough is uh, slightly tacky but it doesn't stick to your hands. You don't want it to be too dry. It needs to be wet. It needs to feel tacky and wet. But when you touch it, when you pick it up or when you put your hand in it, I mean, after it's all combined anyway, it should not stick to your hands. Add most of the yeast mixture, you know, leave a probably like a quarter of a cup of it in there. And then as needed, dribble a little bit more in there if your dough is too dry. You're going to mix the whole thing together, and when it forms a solid ball, take it out of the bowl, get it on the countertop, start kneading, start working. It's going to take about five to eight minutes. I've kneaded these for as little as five or as much as eight. It all depends on once it gets to the right consistency. When you press into the dough, you want the dough to have a good spring back. And like you can take like roughly a golf ball size and you do what's called the window pane test. I've talked about this before, where you kind of put it between your thumb and your forefinger and both hands and you just kind of pull it apart slowly. And you should get it to a point where it can be thin enough where you can see light through it from the other side. If it just tears when you're pulling it apart, you need to keep working it. All right. Once everything is all done, your same mixing bowl that you mixed up the dough in initially, just coat the walls of that with olive oil. Just drizzle a little bit in there and rub it around. Throw your ball of dough in there. Get yourself a dampened towel. 
not dripping wet, but you know, just damp uh, with warm water and then just toss it right over the top. Let it rise for 75 to 90 minutes. I have never actually tried to make this with proofing it in a, you know, just a warm oven and the oven set at like the lowest temperature is what, like 180 or 190 or whatever. I know that that's also a method you can do to proof bread. I've just never done it before. So after your first rise is where you need to make the decision about how many loaves of bread you want or what you want to do. If you're going to be making like sandwich bread in like a loaf pan, if you're going to be making just kind of free form like French bread, like loaf bread, or if you're going to be making like sub rolls or whatever, I actually have a nice, you know, pan that I don't have a, <laughs> I don't have a baking sheet big enough to fit it still, but it makes like four, like almost like subway sub shaped rolls kind of. And, you know, I really, really love that thing. So I'll break that thing out if I want to make a whole bunch of smaller loaves of bread. Usually what I'll do with this is this will make two really decent sized loaves of bread, either sandwich bread or if you just want kind of a nice loaf of bread. So I'm going to kind of give you both here. Take your dough out of your bowl and just form it into a nine inch square. Do not overwork it. Don't roll it out. Don't sit and like knead it or anything like that. It's got so much like nice air in it, all those nice air pockets in it. From the yeast, you don't want to work all that air out of it because you just, that's why you left it to rise for 75 to 90 minutes. Okay. So you're going to take the dough, like I said, form it into a nine inch square, cut it in half. Okay. And regardless of which one of these you're making, you're going to roll it up into like a small loaf, basically. And, you know, for your sandwich bread, you're going to pinch the ends in, you know, because a, a loaf pan is a little bit, you know, narrower than this. It's not quite that size. And you're going to fold it in, pinch along the seam on the bottom and on the end. So everything is kind of joined back together and put it into a loaf pan that you have sprayed with cooking spray or buttered. For a nice loaf of bread, you're going to do basically the same thing. You're going to roll it up and you're going to kind of just pinch your ends together again. You're going to kind of want to, this one, I always kind of pull a little bit longer so that way it gets to be between 10 and 12 inches long after I get it rolled up and all the seams pinched and everything. And then that one, you're going to get a sharp, sharp knife, okay? And you're just going to score it like five diagonal cuts, like equal spaces apart along the top of it. You want to do it at this stage. You don't want to do it after the second rise because it's going to be much more difficult. The dough is much more dense here than it will be because you're going to let this rise again. You're going to cover right back over the baking sheet or the loaf pan, whatever, for another, say, 60 to 75 minutes. When you're ready to go in the oven, preheat it to 350 degrees. You're going to get some unsalted butter. Roughly, say, three tablespoons should be enough to cover both loaves of bread. Melt it. Brush it over the top of both of your loaves of bread. You can also do an egg wash here, depending on what you want to do. And then I always do some fresh salt just kind of sprinkled over the ends. If you have salted butter, it's okay. Just don't add the salt in. Just do the butter itself. Don't add the salt over the top as well. You're going to chuck your loaves into the oven. Now, if you're just making sandwich bread, skip this step. But if you're making the actual loaf bread, you're going to want to toss a handful of ice cubes into the bottom of your oven. Something about it, and I've read different things about this, but something about it, it, it kind of gives French bread that little bit more of a crust on the top. So if you're just making the loaves that are scored, Toss the ice cubes in there. Or if you just want, you know, a little bit of a crustier crust on the top of your actual bread because it adds more moisture in there, some more steam and everything when you're when you're making it. And, you know, bake it for 30 to 35 minutes until it's nicely browned. You want it to kind of have that nice golden bread color. You guys all know what bread looks like. And then kick it out of the oven and let it cool. Except for, obviously, when you rip off that one little piece off of the end just to taste it, 
fresh out of the oven because I do it every single time I make bread and every single time I just get that smack in there and dance around because I love, love, love fresh bread. Fresh bread is so, so amazing. I, I just, I, I want to sing about it every time I make it because it turns out so good. I've made this recipe specifically like five different times now because I really, really wanted to make sure like it wasn't a fluke. And I made different styles of the bread. I made the loaf bread. I made the sandwich bread. I made like the rolls. Every time this turns out so, 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 so good. Bread making is a science and bread making is something that, you know, it has to be pretty precise. It's easy once you get the hang of it. So if you're somebody out there, you're listening to this, you've never tried it. You've never attempted to make it and you're like, ah, oh, I can't do that or ah, oh, I don't want to do that or ah, oh, whatever. Give it a shot. Actually, give it a shot and please let me know on social media. Search for me at Nikolai's Kitchen on social media all over the place. Do it. Try it and let me know how it turns out for you. Because I promise you, if you've never made bread before, you've probably eaten homemade bread, even if you've never actually made it yourself. And like the comparison, number one, like the stuff, the preservatives and all that kind of stuff that they put in bread that you buy on a shelf, it's just, this is so fresh straight from your oven. And there's something so rewarding, at least to me, about putting in that work, about kneading that dough, about working that dough. And then the second it comes out of the oven, just tearing off a nice fresh corner of it and just biting down. And, you know, a good bread, at least in my opinion, again, people are going to feel differently about it, should have a really, really good chew. Like that texture, that just nice, warm, fluffy bread density to it. And, you know, it, it depends on kind of the type of bread that you like or how you like to eat your bread, but it's just, it's just amazing. I will also tell you about one quick variation that I did with this. I also used this as a pizza dough. Now I have been trying so, so much to land on a good recipe for a homemade pizza dough. And I've made pizza dough for years. I've been making homemade pizza for a very, very long time now. And I really love making homemade pizza, but I've never been happy with my crust until this past weekend when I made it for Rebecca and her daughter. I used this exact recipe, but I did three cups bread flour, two and a half cups of all-purpose flour. So still the same amount of flour, still five and a half cups, but I did more all-purpose in there because I didn't want it to be as bread-like. I wanted it to have a little bit more of a doughish kind of, you know, a, 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 a yeah, pie crust. <laughs> It's a pizza pie, but, uh, you know, I wanted to have more of a pie crust kind of consistency. So I found that all purpose flour definitely gives you that much more, but I wanted some bread flour in here because I did want some of that texture. Some of that chew worked perfectly. I absolutely, absolutely loved this as a pie crust. I will definitely be using this again for pie crust in the near future. I keep saying pie crust. It's a pizza crust, pizza dough. <laughs> I'm leaving that in. I'm not even cutting it out. <laughs> oh, please try this out. I can't wait to actually do variations on this. I can't wait to get into other types of bread. Like this was the first step. Bread making, making actual bread is such a vast, vast thing. There are so many different varieties of bread out there. And I really wanted to nail just straight up bread. Before I even tried anything else, before I like worried about getting into anything else, I really wanted to try actual bread first. 
So if you guys have favorite types of bread that you really love, let me know what they are and I will look into them because I'd really, really love to get into other types of bread and making different things like bread with rye, you know, all those different kinds of things. I want to get into that now. But that is going to do it for this week's episode of the show. I love you guys so much. I so, so appreciate you guys taking the time to listen to the show, all of the wonderful feedback that I get on social media, the direct messages and everything that I get about how much people are enjoying, not just the cooking, not just the recipes, but also the positivity, which is really, really important in my life. And it's really, really important for me to do whatever I can to build you guys up. If I leave you with nothing else, if you never try any of the recipes that I talk about, if you just like hearing me talk about food and positive energy, I hope that when you listen to this show, you go out there with a happier heart and a smile on your face, and you just hopefully have a much better day and that your life is just a little bit better for having listened. I really do appreciate you guys taking the time. Like I said, if you do enjoy the show, I plead with you. Head to whatever podcatcher you're listening to me on. Most people do Apple Podcasts because that's kind of the place where you go and leave reviews. But whatever podcatcher you're listening to me on, it will help me immensely to get into more ears. Please review me, rate and review the show, leave ratings and reviews, and then let me know that you did because I'm always not the best at you know finding them or checking them because I don't look at every single podcatcher that I have. So I don't know if I have a review on like a Google Podcasts or a Podchaser or whatever. I do check the Apple Podcasts periodically, but you know, let me know if you have left a review. I would be even more grateful than I already am. I'm already so grateful that you took the time to download the show and to take a listen but please help me out. Please help me reach more ears. If this is something that lifts you up, if this is something that helps you get through your daily or your weekly life, send it out there to other people. Tell a friend, tell somebody else about it. Help me get out there to more people. Next week on the show, mustards and aiolis. Talk about a journey that I have gone on since this show has started. I have been desperate to nail homemade mustard and homemade aioli. Have I made it there? In one case, definitely. In one case, yeah, (laughs) still working, still absolutely working, but I love all of you beautiful faces. And I thank you so, so much for coming on this journey with me. 